Welcome to this week's episode of the Morning Star Podcast. My name's Ben. I'm the associate pastor at Morning Star Baptist Church here in Centerville, Ohio, and I'm joined by John Decker, the lead pastor. This week we'll be discussing five ways that you can connect to your local church in 2020. But before we dive into our topic today, um, John, I think we should give an update on what's going on in our ministry, give an update on everything that's happening here in Centerville, and uh, kind of a look back over the last couple weeks. Yeah, I think what we want to do first is look at kind of how we ended 2019, because I think that really sets the tone and, and momentum direction for this new year. And looking at how we finished up, I mean, our, some amazing things that God did in our church, our attendance grew by twenty over 20%. Our giving went up over 20% for the year, and and new people would join. We had a number of baptisms last year, and so it was amazing how we finished out 2019. Yeah. And and so you and I have been sitting down looking, okay, well, what is, what is God going to be doing for 2020? And that's kind of what we were laying out for our people these first two Sundays in January is – uh, what does that mean for us? Like, and what, what does God have for us as a church, but even more specifically um, for individuals in our church, the people who make up our church. And two Sundays ago, we talked about um, our, our mission and our momentum, yeah. kind of like finishing out what you just said, recapping the end of the year and, and kind of how we had that obligation to look for those opportunities coming up this year. And this past Sunday, just a few days ago, we passed out our commitment cards. Um, and on our commitment cards, we titled it RUN, uh, yeah. which is very similar to, the series we did last year going into 2019, like just, right. and I thought we thought it worked really well for our people. Like, Hey, every year, just a reminder of, Hey, God's not done. Like what part are you going to play? And part of that has, Hey, it was for your, your treasure. Like, okay, regardless of what you've done in the past this year, what does God have for you with your treasure this year? Yeah. Right. And then um, it had to do with your, your talents mm-hmm. where you served in the past and maybe it's nowhere, but where does God have for you to serve this year? Right. Um, in our church. And then the last part is your time. Like what kind of commitment are we making to God this year? As far as, am I going to read my Bible more? Am I going to pray more? Am I going to get involved in the grow group? Am mm-hmm. I going to serve whatever that looked like? And really just kind of, it helps to keep that in front of our people of, Hey, it's a church thing, but it's a me thing because I'm part yeah. of this church, and God wants me to play a part and a role in this church, like the whole body working together. Specifically under the treasure portion, we had a new line item for missions Yeah, uh, because we just created our own missions uh, direction here at our church, mm-hmm. and we moved some money around, and we're like, hey, this is our missions. Pr- I hate to use the word program, but this is our missions uh, vision for right. Morningstar. And we're and something our people have never had to think about before is, okay, what's our part to play in missions? Not just I'm going to send my money out to this organization or that organization to take care of it, but what am I doing? And what are we doing yep. as a church to fulfill that part of the Great Commission? And so part of it was for missions, what does God have for you this year? And so, you know, on top of your regular tithes and offerings, maybe God wants some people in our church, I'll give you $5 a month to missions or I'll give $10 or whatever. Right. And, and the idea is every year, God's stretching us more and more to take an even more active role every year, both financially and physically in missions, whether that's, uh, the neighbor across the street, church planning, which looking forward, uh, I'm man looking ahead down the road a few years, can't wait for us to be able to reproduce ourselves into another church and like plant a baby church and then, but also global missions. Right. Yeah. And so for us, as we're working through that, like you said, we we avoid the word program, but we're trying to develop strategic partners, um, both locally and around the world that Mm -hmm. we can, we can come in, we can invest in them. Uh, We would even love to see those strategic partners find a way down the road to invest in our people and real have a real right. partnership and 
And that's just something that you don't have when you're just working with just an organization. And again, right. we're not like anti-organization, right? but we're pro like mission, like our church doing missions. We right. are a hundred percent for that. Absolutely. And we use that illustration on Sunday. It's like, I'm going to give my tithe to church. And that means it's John and Ben's job to witness to my neighbor. Right. No, it does not take away that mandate that you have. And I have well, the same thing for missions mm-hmm. and we can send our money to organizations. But in the past is, well, they'll take care of missions for us. And it's not wrong because, I mean, we can do more together and we can right. partner with organizations that have more resources and, and it's great. And we'll continue to do that. But we had to step back and go, but for our church, what are we doing? Like, we, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, who are we raising up to send out as missionaries? And you're right. It is a two way street. So we are looking now we have this in place and we're moving forward. We're looking for more strategic missions partners that we can partner with, that we can support. But also, like you said, they also feed into our people by building excitement and urgency mm-hmm. for evangelism in our people. It works both ways. Yep. So finding those right partners. Um, we already support a couple right now, and yep. we're looking now as God's blessed to go, okay, we're going to keep stepping out and, and mm-hmm. finding those uh, around the world. And then at some point here, here uh, closer by to go plant a church. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've got lots of exciting things happening yep. from the RUN thing that we just did, the commitment cards. And we've asked our people this week to, to fast from something. Right. Right. To, um, and feel what, to, to figure out, pardon me, what God is calling them to do. Right. And, and we don't want it to be an emotional response to something that you or I have said. We want it to be a spiritual response to a, a God and a worthy response to a God that has called them to be a part of missions. Absolutely. And so we, we covered Acts, a little bit of Acts here the last couple of weeks when we looked at these two two directions here we're moving here. Um, and every time the early church needed clarification from God on something, it was they're gonna, they fasted and they prayed. Mm-hmm. And especially when they sent out Paul and Barnabas, like, hey, we're going to fast, we're going to pray over this. And so for us, God, what do you want for me as a person, as a family, to be a? How do you want us to engage with Morningstar this year? Um, man, why would we not want to fast from something? Even if it's not food, even if it's anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so, a good reminder to our people who might be tuning in to this podcast is: don't forget, sometime between, you know, if you haven't done it already, between now and Sunday, find something. Whether it's social media, mm-hmm. well, hey, I'm not going to eat lunch. I'm not going to eat dinner. Maybe I'm going to fast all day, yeah. um, or maybe I'm not going to watch uh, TV tonight. Instead of I'm going to do, some, I'm going to spend that time focused on. Uh, man, really just connecting with God. God, what do you want? And I think I think God's going to have just this, a, a huge, huge push in our people. Yeah. And when we get behind this and go, I, I think he's really going to make some really huge clarification. So some of our people, hey, this is how I want you to get involved. Yeah, so. absolutely. And then, so that's kind of the wrap up of 2019 right. and moving a little bit into 2020. But yeah. there's a lot of exciting things coming into There's a lot of exciting things. So right now, you've been here for a year now. Yeah. And, and for those who might know, those might know, not know, Ben came in and it's like most people in ministry, like your job description is whatever, right? It's whatever right. needs to take place. And, and Ben's done a, just an amazing job with our worship team and getting, getting us where we need to be. And with, um, with our youth and with our media and, and, and our social media and just really filling a, a number of different roles. And, and, uh, and so now we're at a place where we're able to possibly bring someone in mm-hmm. to help take the load but really, it's more than just taking the low, but really it's investing in our teenagers yeah. and even more specifically, like to run the day-to-day operations, the activities, the the discipleship of our teens. Yeah. And and Ben and Christine have done a fantastic job of that, and they're still going to be a part of that. But I personally, you know, we for those who might just 
this might be new information, but we're looking to bring in a, a young guy named Ryan Clappen. And Ryan uh, was part of the travel teams for me at Baptist Bible College. And, uh, and he led one of our rec teams as they traveled around the country at camps and, and youth activities. And just, uh, just a phenomenal uh, young man who just is in love with Jesus and just is passionate to see teenagers give their life to Christ, be discipled in Christ, and find their, their gifting in Christ and use that. And so we're bringing Ryan in. He's going to come check things out this weekend and, mm-hmm. and come hang out with us for a little bit. And just obviously just kind of depends on, you know, uh, ultimate God's in control of all that. And, yeah. and we're going we're gonna to see. But, but we really feel like this is a, a good step for us. And so he'll have a chance to rub shoulders from our people this weekend with our teenagers and, and have an activity. I know you guys have an activity set. And, um, but uh, I, I really think that's going to be huge. And it really frees up some other things that we can really focus on even more as God moves our church forward. It's right. a really a huge necessity for us. Right. Yeah. And it's so important. You and I both have a heart for teenagers, and we've both spent time with teenagers. And, right. and we know that the time it takes to do it well. Mm-hmm. And excited to have somebody who's who's coming in ready to put that that time in mm-hmm. and and uh, you and i can support them and we've got some years of experience that we can offer right. to to ryan or whoever you know god brings in that that uh that we can we can uh, offer some excitement um and some some help there but allow them to put their full energy and excitement into that right it's really just about getting plugged into that that culture and mm-hmm. that community in and um and having that impact and 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 that's something that we've done on a larger scale in our church even over the last year yeah and so our our youth are a huge part of what we do here at our church and discipling them and and bringing them along in that is something we don't take lightly and it's something that's that's very important and it's not that it's the church's sole job to do that it's actually falls on the parents so but what we do is we provide an avenue to help come alongside parents and support mm-hmm. that and just add to what they're already doing at home. And, right. and that's just, you know, cause when you look at the rate that teenagers walk away from their faith and the Lord after they graduate, man, it's huge. And, and a lot of it has to do with, okay, well, where's that discipleship and where's that pouring into and, and they make their own choices and we get that. Um, but if we can help stem that tide and right. then we're going to do everything we can to do that. And then what we've realized at our church is um, we have a great thing for our youth, but we really have nothing for our young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing organized, at least, right? That, hey, we say, hey, this is something that we're wanting to invest in our young adults. Right now, we have a lot of young adults who come. They have graduated. They're mm-hmm. young professionals. They're maybe in college, but they're all serving. Like, they're in the nursery. They're in kids' ministries. Um, they're helping out in other areas of the church. And you and I both know if you're serving and going, 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 and you're never being invested into or fed to, you basically slowly starve, right? right. And they either burn out or they go somewhere else and, and or they drop out completely. And mm-hmm. we don't want that. And so this is really going to right now free up for you and Christine to be able to kind of kickstart that. Right. And God's already put in place some people in our church to help take that over right. time and move that even further. Um, so I can't wait to see how God's going to use this. To really um, drive that, because we're we're surrounded by colleges all over the place here right. in, in Centerville. Um, there's a lot of colleges. We got Wright State, and we've got uh, UC, and there's Dayton uh, University of Dayton, and yep. there's uh, Cedarville, and there's all kinds of colleges, smaller universities, and some other things around here, and uh, Sinclair. I mean, we got they're mm-hmm. everywhere, and we're missing number one an opportunity to disciple our young people, young adults, but also 
to reach other ones. I mean, right. we have students coming from around the world as transfer students here to those colleges too. And we have the potential to be like, hey, that's going to be our new mission field for our church. We're right. going to be a church for young people who God's bringing that mission field to our area. Mm-hmm. Man, we got to reach out. And and I can't wait. I can't wait to see what God does with that. Yeah, it's going to so. be exciting. And yep. we're really just thrilled that, that God has given us the abilities and resources to um, move that direction and be able to mm-hmm. offer something and and lead people who, like you said, from all over the world. So in some ways, the mission field's coming to us right. on top of us going to the mission field. And we've got to... We'd be faithful in those areas, right. and so super excited about that. Um, as we we kind of to move, get ready to move into our topic. I'm excited that this coming Sunday you're starting your in the beginning series. Going right. to be talking about creation. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if if you wrestle with creation, I would encourage you to be here and and just just know like we're a we're a, we believe what the Bible says about creation. Right. Absolutely. And we don't apologize for it. No, not at, not at all. And I, I don't want to give away everything, but I will do this because they're going to hear this statement over and over again. If he's not the creator, then there's no way he can be the savior. Yeah. And so a lot of times we just, we kind of relegate the creation account to that's a fairy tale. It's a story because of whatever reason, mm-hmm. but we believe everything the Bible says about our salvation, but we just kind of push that aside. And there's so much theology and there's so much doctrine that has laid the foundation for from Genesis one to Genesis 11 that we can't miss. Right. And, and, and so, yeah, if you're, if you're been struggling with that, either tune into our Facebook, come visit us, come here. Cause it's going to be at a time. It's really, it's going to strengthen your faith. It's, yeah. If you're a believer, it's going to be like, okay, wow. All right. I, I knew I could trust God, but not, Believing now, I mean, I, I can trust them not just with my salvation, but that every word in Scripture is true, and you can leave here stronger. And maybe you're not a believer. Man. Like, I just, just I'm curious about that. Come check it out. Yeah. And, uh, and and I I believe God to definitely do a work no matter where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be awesome. And so we're going to move into this this thing. And this is not an exhaustive list, but this is something that you and I um, kind of talked through really quickly and then decided this would be a good conversation to have. These are just five ways that in 2020 you can connect to your local church. And so we're going to we're going to jump into those and um, it should be a good conversation and hopefully will will help you as you're trying to figure out how to connect to a faith community. Um, whether here in Centerville, we want to invite you to ours, or somewhere else. These are these are good ways no matter where you're at. Absolutely. So whether you're a member of Morningstar Baptist Church or you're tuning in and you're a member of another church, um, this is for everyone. This mm-hmm. is not just, okay, well, it doesn't apply to my church. These are pretty universal yeah. um, in, in truth. And for those who are members of Morningstar or you, you, you come to Morningstar regularly, you'll notice that a lot of what we're going to talk about mirrors kind of what's on our commitment card. Yeah. Um, because that's really what it's about. It's not about coming and being a consumer. It's about coming and being a participator, being mm-hmm. an active participant in what God's doing. Um, so the first thing is this. It's, it's very basic. You're not going to blow your mind with any novel truth right now. But the first one is just be at church. Right. Be there. And um, it's hard to grow in your faith. It's hard to figure out what God wants for you when you're absent from the body. Right. Um, it's like if your hand decided like two days out of the week, like I'm not going to I'm not going to show up today i'm just going to totally disconnect from your body i'm not going to be there you you'll 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 realize that like you're Mm going to recognize that your hand is gone right you 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 get that and so the way that god designed his body of believers a church is to perform as a body yeah and it really takes all of us and but even on sunday we talked about like i i'm more concerned with you being the church than being in church but you can never be the church if you're not in church, right? Right? Because some people come to church, and they say, "Well, I come because I check that mark off," right? Right. And I'm I'm gonna posit this. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there that 
if you come and you just consume and just fill a seat, then you're not even at church. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you might be in the building, but you're, in but you're not at church. Yep. And so that might really kind of blow away some, some ideas here from people have, well, no, no, I'm there. I'm there. But you're not. Right. If, if, if you're just here and you're sitting in a seat and you're not being active, whether it's in giving, whether it's in worship, you know, I'm going to sit down when we're worshiping. I'm not going to sing. I, you're not at church. Right? right. I'm not going to give and be a part financially what God's doing. You're not at church. I'm not going to serve in some way. You're not at church. And so when we say be at church, be at church. Right. You know, like if, when I would play basketball um, all through high school, our coach was pretty hard on us. And and if I show up to practice and I just stood there. Like he's gonna let me know I'm not at practice. Right. Like I'm I'm there, but I'm not. Like it's same thing. You 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 couldn't just show up to your job one day and just sit in your desk, in your desk. and you fill a space. But if you don't do anything, you're not at work. Yeah, it's like the the dad who comes home from work, right? And he sits down on the couch, and watches football, and then goes to bed, and mm-hmm. doesn't ever interact with his kids, and doesn't ever interact with his wife, and it's like. You were home, but mm-hmm. you weren't home. You weren't home, right. Or the dad that comes home and works on his computer all night, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you were home, but you were still at work. Right, exactly. And and church is the same way. So mm-hmm. we invite you to be here and to be faithful being here. Like, mm-hmm. that's important. That is important. And and we've seen, like, it, it's really easy to let other things get in the way of being here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can put other things in the wrong priority and you can end up not being here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And... But if you are here, then be here. Be here. Like exactly. Participate, be here, and realize it's about worshiping the creator of the universe, mm-hmm. your savior. And yeah, it might not be the song you wanted to hear that morning. It might not be the greeter might not have said what you wanted when <laughs> he came in. It might not be your favorite coffee or whatever. You don't like the donuts. Yeah. Right. It, <laughs> it, but, but be here. Right. And realize it's about worshiping him. Absolutely. And we try and do it in a way that's comfortable and, and relevant and all those things. It, but it's about him. Yeah. It's yep. not about, about us. Yeah, and you really got to get immersed and you got to get involved. Um, and so that's our challenge. When you say be at church, that's what we mean. Yep. And don't just fill a seat. Um, uh, be a part right. of what God's doing. So and the second thing, if you want how to connect with your local church um, this year would be to be in a small group. Yeah. Yeah, small groups um, are one of the the biggest blocks, and they come in all kinds of different sizes and variations and different things. For us, we do um, our, our grow groups. We have some that meet on Sunday mornings. We have some that meet in homes. We have some that meet on Wednesday nights. We have all kinds of different groups, and so depending on where you're at, your small groups, they, they may look different, but be a part of a small group. You can be a part of a large church. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about here in just a second what that means and what that doesn't mean. You may think large church, huge church, but that's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about. But for you to connect with a group of believers and to be connected to church and to have people recognize when you're not there, and all, mm-hmm. you have to be in a small group yep. in your church. Yeah, you, you really do. If you if, When we look at how Jesus did ministry, yep. He had thousands of people that followed him everywhere. We would say that's a mega church. Like he had thousands to show up. I mean, when he fed the multitude, was it five thousand people? Right. That's a big. That's a big gathering, right? But then smaller than that, he had his hundred twenty that were kind of mm-hmm. close. Um, that were everywhere he went. And then in that, he had twelve. Right. And even the twelve, he had three. And what that does is it builds accountability. It builds the relational uh, aspect that you need and the encouraging. And so, and what I told our church here at Morningstar uh, two weeks ago is. 
if all you get every week is a 30 to 40 minute sermon uh, where it's a one-way conversation, let's be honest, it's a one-way conversation. I'm, yeah. I'm not asking for feedback um, right. uh, when I'm up there. I'm not asking, hey, raise your hand, tell me, what, what do you think about this? It's, it's I am giving out the Word of God, which mm-hmm. is important, right, because we need to be taught and challenged. But if that's all you get is 30 to 40 minutes every week, then you're starving to death spiritually. Right. And so getting involved in a small group, it allows those conversations to continue. It allows them to go deeper. Mm-hmm. You get to the point where you start building relationships with people who they start to know you and you start to know them and you start to realize what they struggle with. Yeah. You start to realize what they're dealing with. You start to realize what some of their uh, worries and some of their things. You start to realize what their gifts are. Yeah. Uh, their spiritual And they do the same thing for you. And you start to become this, this family yeah. that is able to, hey, I'm going to support you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to like, I'll be there as an accountability thing, but it's more like we're going deeper and it goes a lot deeper than what we could ever do in church. And for 30 to 40 minutes, I mean, the early church in acts, they met every day. They met once a week at the temple. Then they would meet, because uh, they would hold church in different places, but then they would meet every day. They, they would, they would eat each other's houses. They would, they would meet at different places. It was an everyday thing. Now, obviously we can't do that like this. It, does, it doesn't fit with our culture today. Right. They would meet every day, but we have groups that meet, on Thursday nights, we have groups like you said, we on Wednesday nights, some that meet Sunday mornings. And so there are ways to get involved and get plugged into a small group somehow, some way. Right. Um, and as our church is growing, our groups will grow. Our groups are growing. And as our church is also growing, like we can't, you and I can't re- necessarily look out at a congregation anymore and sometimes figure out who was there, who wasn't there to be able to follow up with them. But your small group will. Yeah. Hey, man, Ben wasn't there today. Are they sick? Let me check. I'm going to see how they're doing. Like, I, mm-hmm. I I'm, we love them. We're concerned for them, that kind of thing. And so you can't get that right. um, when you're just showing up to church on Sunday. Right. And so you use the statistic a lot that um, of what a big church is. You right. helped clarify that for our church mm-hmm. of, of what a big church is. And so why don't you share that with our listeners of a big church and what it means of, of about how many people you can know and all that right. kind of stuff. So the study is out there, and I might butcher the number a little bit, but it's going to be very close. The study is out there that no matter how big of a church you go to, you're only going to know about 60 people. So whether your church runs 100 or your church runs 10,000, statistics show that you're only going to know about 60 people anyway. Mm-hmm. So some people are like, well, you know, we don't, you know, we don't want a church to get too big because I'm not going to know everybody. Well, you're not going to know everybody anyway. Like right. even small church of 100 people, you're only going to know about 60. And yeah, so and, and because of that, because you can only know mm-hmm. that 60, you've got to be make sure you're plugged into a small group, right? Mm-hmm. Because if if everybody else can only know 60, right. We don't have a special power that makes us know more it, than 60. Right, right. 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 Like we do our very best and you and I are horrible at it. We do our <laughs> very best just to remember people's names. Right. Exactly. But it comes down to, we've got to have small group leaders that mm-hmm. we can connect with and say, Hey, is there anything we need to know about? Right. And it's, yeah. Hey, you know, Betty's having surgery at this day mm-hmm. in this time and we can get the, because eventually it gets to a place where you just can't manage that. Can't. So if you want to be connected well, maybe even to your pastor, mm-hmm. it's got to be done through small groups. Right. Otherwise, you can't put that expectation on a pastor to, to know every single person. Absolutely. And that would mean for, for you and I to know 120 people, mm-hmm. that would mean we couldn't know any of the same people. I mean, so yeah, it's like right, right. It, it just doesn't work that way. And right. so encourage you, even if it's hard to be a part of a small group. The third one is to invest in something or serve in, in an area of the of, of a ministry. 
Right. So invest in something that's a lot of times we think that's financial and it is like, mm -hmm. you know, we, we did a series last year on our treasure and what that looks like and how it's God's after our heart, not necessarily our wallet, but a natural outflowing when God has our heart as he has our wallet. Right. He has he has everything that's important to us if he just has our heart. And so what are you investing in? I mean, we invest in all kinds of things naturally. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you eat out, you're investing in a company when you eat out at a restaurant. Right. When you right. you buy gas, you're investing in the oil companies just by buying gas. Mm -hmm. you buy your groceries, you're investing in Kroger or Walmart. Right. right. So and we invest in all kinds. Some of us invest in the stock market. We invest in sports memorabilia we all kinds of things we invest in and it would shock some people when they realize where their money's going mm -hmm. right because really when we start to look at that it really kind of reveals where our heart's going and so then that question becomes are you investing anything in the things of god right because just like singing on sunday morning is worship so is when we have that opportunity to give back to god financially right. so and i know a lot of people say well i can't you know the bible says i gotta give 10 percent." well there's that idea that's there but really god says that he loves a cheerful giver and the Bible says that whatever God lays in your heart to give, do so cheerfully. Just right. give out the abundance of your heart. So start somewhere. If you're like, I can't give 10% of my, that's fine. Like right. give 1%. Yeah. Like the idea is be consistent and do it cheerfully. Mm -hmm. And we do that. That's what's going to please God. Not like, because here's what a lot of people do. Well, uh, you know, the Bible only says 10%. And so they stop there and they limit God. They cap God at how much he can really in, use them. In an right. amazing way. Well, guys, I'm going to stop at 10% when they're capable of giving 12, right? right? So that's why we don't like putting a number on it or percentage right. on it. You give whatever God lays on your heart and just be consistent at it because you're not, you're not just giving to pay the church. That's not what this is. It's right. investing in others because the money that comes into Morningstar is used to reach people here mm -hmm. and it's used to reach people around the world. And so you're investing in eternity. And right. that's when the Bible says lay up treasures in heaven where moth, can't destroy and rust doesn't corrupt it and all that kind of, like it's not here it's god's ultimate retirement plan it's this amazing thing that he set up yeah that we have the opportunity to be involved in right and so we invest with our money we invest with our time and right. that's where we talk about serving mm -hmm. and what area of your church one has a need and mm -hmm. can you be a part of where has god gifted you right but you know where you you Spend your time. You'll show me the things that are important. You know, you should mm -hmm. show me where you spend your time. Show me where you spend your money, and I'll tell you what's important to you. Right. And right. and the reality is, is people like to come, they like to experience. They may even get up and sing, mm -hmm. but then it comes time of hey, we we need nursery workers. Hey, right. we need greeters. Hey, we need all these different areas of ministry. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, I don't know if I want to, you know, quite do that yet. Right. Right. And right. I don't. And what it is, I don't know if I want to invest. I don't mm -hmm. know if I want to serve on that level and and when i encourage you you want to be invested you, it's like having another small group leader that mm -hmm. that ministry leader who's in charge of that you've got another person there you can connect to be a part of you can get connected to a church by serving with somebody mm -hmm. by serving under somebody i mean all of that you can really get connected when you invest because you're investing with other people and that you begin to find that the same things are important to you because you're investing in those areas and so serving and investing are huge when it comes to connection yep. to a local church. They really are. And so find a place to serve. And that's that's right. the idea and invest whatever you can. So the the fourth area to get involved in your church this year is and to uh, connect with your church is to invite other people. Yeah. Um this you see this when Jesus calls his disciples mm -hmm. um and Philip goes and invites Nathaniel. his Nathaniel to yeah. come and see 
uh, this Jesus. And then mm-hmm. you see it in the book of Acts where these early church, they were going out and finding people and going, hey, just come check this out and come see this. And, and this, this idea of come and see. Yeah. And, but they can't come and see if they've been invited, unless they've been invited. Right. 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 And that's, that's a huge connection point. You're, you start inviting your neighbors and you start inviting your friends and, and you begin to also, are, you already began because you're in the small group and because you're at church and because you're investing, you've, you've began to create and, and have friends at church. And now you're bringing your friends from other places mm-hmm. to meet your friends that you love from church who invest well in you. Like you, right. And, and that's what happened in Acts chapter two, man. Like everybody saw how they were loving on one another and they're like, I want to be a part of that. And right. just this huge way to get connected when you begin to bring other people along with you, mm-hmm. it creates just this um, passion and excitement in you for the thing that you're inviting somebody else to. Right. And it really comes down to as a believer, if we really believe the good news of the gospel, mm-hmm. if we really believe that God has set us free, given us a new life, then the natural outpouring of that is that we want other people to experience the same thing. Right. And, you know, uh, Penn Teller has this amazing thing, the, the, the magician, hardcore atheist. And he says, if, how much do you really, if you really believe that, how much do you have to hate someone to not tell them? Right. Now, he doesn't believe in God. He does not believe in Jesus. He's not a believer, but he said, if you're a believer, how much do you have to hate someone to not tell them of how they can go to heaven? Right. right. And so, man, that, that's hard words for us as believers, but really, I mean, who are you inviting? Right. Who are you investing in? Who are you building relationship with to say, I want them to know what I know? Right. Um, we can't hide it. Even Jesus says, you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel. Mm. You put it up in the house where everyone can see and it gives light to the whole house. Right. That's Christ in us. Mm-hmm. If he has, if he's in us, we can't hide it. And if we do, he might not be in us. Right. And number five kind of piggybacks off of that, mm-hmm. but um, is, is really a little bit different. Um, but it's go. Mm-hmm. It's it's number five is go. So it's invite others. It's number four, and then number five is to go. Yeah. So we see that in Matthew twenty eight, Jesus says go in all the world. Acts one eight, he says go in all the world, and he sends them out. And they're standing on the the disciples are standing on the mountain that day when Jesus has brought it back to heaven, and the angel comes down and says, "Why are you all still standing here? Right. Like you were told to go, like get going type thing." And mm-hmm. so um, we have as a church, then it's our responsibility. Like obviously the church's job is to equip the saints, equip the believers to do the work of the ministry. Part of that ministry is going. And so that's what we're really excited about our missions, uh, direction, our missions vision that we have for Morningstar. We took our first mission trip last year and we podcast about that. And we put right. that out there. Um, well, we're doing two this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're taking a team to, I believe possibly Nicaragua, um, in the early spring, early summer, late spring. And then we're going down to Guatemala in September again. So we have the opportunity to go. We have people from our church have the opportunity now to go on one of these two foreign trips, foreign Mm -hmm. missions trips. Um, and where, Hey, you know, we get a chance to get out of here and go somewhere and see how God is moving in other places. And really we saw it play out. It built a burden and a vision and passion in our people Mm -hmm. for missions. And so now we're challenging our people this year like we have two you can choose from to go. And not to mention, we're also going to have um, some that are in the States to go right. to go help a church planner. Cause some people are like, I just, I'm just, I can't leave the country. I'm scared. That kind of stuff. So we're going to have some here, right. Yeah. Um, where they can, they don't have to fly. We can get in a van and drive somewhere and go help. But the idea is we want to provide the opportunities for them to go because right. if we get them to go there, then it makes it a lot easier for them to go across the street and invite their neighbor. Right. right. And, and there's something about connecting with, 
the people that you go with mm-hmm. as right. well. I mean, it just builds a connection that's just different. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. Right. But when you've served with somebody like that for a week, it builds just a special connection. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to even connecting with other people in your local church, going with somebody else, right. knowing that that guy or that gal has your back while you're on a foreign mission field mm-hmm. or, or even a, you know, a mission field here in the States, it's going to be something that connects you on a whole deeper and new level. And so those are five ways that you can connect to your local church. And I'll just read them off real quick. It's be at church, be in a small group, invest in something or serve, invite others and go. Mm -hmm. And if you do those things, it will change your perspective on your church. It won't be a place to go and get anymore. It'll be um, a place to belong. It'll be a place where you find community and it will be like home for you if you do those things. It won't just be a place where you go hear the pastor preach and and sit down and leave. Right. And just to kind of wrap it up and just to really encourage and challenge anybody listening right now, maybe maybe you are a member of a church. Maybe you just been a regular attender at a church to and I we hear this all the time when people leave churches or they transfer or they change churches. They feel one of the biggest things is I don't feel like I'm connected. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't feel like I get connected. Well, a lot of that falls on us. Right. Maybe you're not connected because you're not doing these things these right. things you're you're more of a consumer than you are a participant in that and so let me just challenge and, and lovingly encourage you um become part of the body right don't just show up do these things take these things i mean i'm gonna be at church i'm gonna i'm gonna join these small groups i'm gonna invest in something i'm gonna serve i'm gonna invite other people and i'm gonna find opportunities to go it might not be that somebody from staff ever comes to you on staff and ever says hey will you do this so take the initiative right become part of that body that Christ wants us to be. And, and I'm telling you, cause we're better together. We really are. And we need everybody. We, we need everybody in our church to be a part. We need everybody, wherever you go to church, they need you to be a part. And so let's make 2020 that year that we all get connected. Right. Um, even better, even more than what we have already. And, and man, we'll just see what God does. Absolutely. I mean, we're looking forward to seeing, um, in our own church, how this type of attitude could just ra- uh, revolutionize, all that we're doing, and I'm sure um, your pastor, if you're a part of another church, will be jacked if these are the things that that um, characterize your 2020. So until next time. <laughs>